We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Good afternoon, Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is a little podcast me and a good friend of mine, Calvin, has put together. A little, uh, little bit about the podcast. We're going to be talking about any and everything from politics to uh, your favorite drink to your favorite sports team to any and everything that's going on in the world. And uh, also a little bit about this. It's just a little podcast to show that two people from completely different walks of life can still coexist in America today. I myself am a 36-year-old white man, and my co-host, 36-year-old black man. We are from completely different walks of life, and we are going to do any and everything under the sun. So without further ado, let me introduce to you my co-host, Calvin. What's up? What up with it, homie? What's been good with you? Oh, man, same old, same old, just uh, taking it one day at a time, one day at a time, man. What you got going on this weekend? Man, man? so nothing, man. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm on the road right now, man, traveling a little bit. Uh, so, you know, Veterans Day today, I think I'll, you know, uh, go out here, thank a veteran if you have the opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, man, nothing, taking it light, man. Taking it light. So, uh, I mean, let's just jump right into this, man. The past couple of days been uh, kind of crazy. I've been... You know, I ain't. I'm, when it comes to politics, on a scale of zero through ten, I'm probably like a zero point five. I don't know much about it. I don't know what's going on. You know, I just never been in into politics. But you know, you got to be living under a rock to not realize what's going on in the news. And obviously, Trump won, and people is upset and pissed off, and you know, rioting and protesting. I mean, what what what's your take on the whole? I mean, the whole past couple of days, because it's been going on for a couple of days now. Yeah, no, nah, man, it's been crazy, man. Uh, you know, obviously very surprising results. I think uh, I think just about every poll I've seen, and I'm a little bit more into politics, uh, so I think just about every poll I've seen uh, believed that Hillary was going to win. You know, so, so yeah, it's very surprising. Um, obviously, uh, Trump is a very polarizing figure, um, so, you know, from both sides, his fans, the people that uh, that were Trump supporters were very passionate about him, and a lot of those people came out and voted uh, a lot more probably than than the talking heads than the media really thought, um, and and I don't think Hillary really really had uh, from her fan base the same passion, so um, it was more of a not necessarily I'm. I'm with Hillary, but more of a I don't necessarily like Trump from the other side, and I think that's why you're starting to see uh, some of the riots and some of the stuff that's going on. So, so, so I'm gonna ask you, what, what do you, what do you think? Uh, obviously, Hillary was a female, Trump's a male. Um, you know, we haven't had a had a female president um, in, in U.S. history. Do you think the fact that she was a female played played a part in her not winning the election? <laughs> Did it play a part? I'll probably say, yeah. Was that the only reason she didn't win? 
you know, first, first let me put this out there, you know, for the for, for the listeners at home. All these are just our opinions. The name of the show is called Some Facts, Mostly Opinions. Now, we are just giving you our opinions. So don't, you know, say, oh, that's got to be right because they said it. No, this is just our opinion. Some of y'all will agree with it, and some of y'all will disagree with it. But my opinion, just me, like I said, I'm a I'm point five on the 0 to 10 scale. I don't think a lot of American men were ready for a woman to be president. I just don't like to say that. I just, you know, I mean, because some, some, some men are still old school. The woman should be in the kitchen barefoot pregnant, you know, blase, blase. You know, some men don't want women police officers and women fire women, firemen, whatever you want to call it. That's just, you know, the mindset that they have. So, like, I'm not voting for no woman. I'll take that guy. I don't care what he can do over a woman. And it's kind of a fucked up way of thinking, you know, but that's how, you know, some people think. And, you know, yeah, for sure. you, hear the name, you hear the name Clinton and, you know, her husband was president. And he did some slimy shit while he was in there. So it kind of, let, you know, like, ah, do I really want to take, I mean, you, you, you kind of kind of fucked us over one time. Do we take another chance? With your wife now, you know what I mean? Kind of like, what? Well, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, uh, I'm I'm uh, pretty liberal. I was a fan of of uh, old Bill Clinton as the president. Um, you know, obviously, everybody and every president are going to have things that you could point to and call them negatives. Whether it's Bush, Obama, you go back Kennedy, whoever, whoever it was, whoever the president is, you can find something that some side can argue as negative. However, you know, I think. Hillary had a lot of other stuff going on. I think the email thing killed her, um, you know, confidential, classified material on servers. I, and the fact that, that that conversation continued throughout this election, uh, I think that really did her in. Um, if you look, and I think, uh, I don't know if all the votes have been counted yet, but she was winning in the, uh, in the actual, in the popular vote. I mean, obviously got smashed in the electoral. Uh, so, so what uh, what part of that though do you think is maybe because Obama was was black and and that kind of drove passion for another white male? I mean, it, it's sad to say that in you know 2016 we still will base someone's ability on how to perform a job or serve or something based on the color of their skin. I mean that's 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 sad. You know you 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 know. When Obama became president, you know, to some people it's kind of like, okay, we 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 seeing some breakthrough, we seeing some progress. So to to go back a second, you know, I see, you know, from time to time on the news all these protests and riots. Now my my thing is this: when Obama became president eight years ago, right, you had people who did not vote for him, who did not want him to win, right? But guess what? Life goes on. Make the if you if you decide that it's a bad situation, bad bad decision, make the best of it because you're still gonna get up and go to work. You still got bills to pay. You still got things to do. The world, America did not you know disappear. The world ain't over. Life goes on. So if Trump is a bad decision, and we will find that out over the course of the next four years, protesting and rioting and excuse me, breaking up people's businesses and windows and smashing cars. Listen, we can't go back and do a redo. This is what it is. So, yeah, you seem to make the best of a bad decision and keep a positive attitude, or you just sit there and be negative for the whole four years. But I mean, let's let's keep it real. America's a microwave society. In four or five days, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be another story. 
going to be something else. Them protesters and rioters, you're going to have to go to work eventually. So this, it, it will stop. You can't sit out here in these yeah, five minutes that week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the protesting. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a fan of the protesting um, because, again, it, it's kind of to your point. I am a fan of protesting, uh, not necessarily tearing up people's stuff, but people peaceful protesting. Uh, but I'm not a fan of protesting without a purpose. And to me, uh, to protest Trump being elected president uh, without there being any scandal, I think we all at least assume that it was done fair and square. Um, he won the Electoral College uh, fair and square. Uh, so I think we all can just assume. Hold on one, hold uh, on one sec. That, see, hold, the, mm-hmm. see, that's a lot of the American people don't understand what the Electoral College is. They, they don't understand that. So I think that's why some are like, yo, what you mean? She had more votes. So Trump's the president. Oh, they put in there who they yeah, want. Yeah, I mean. They don't understand how that, how that whole thing works. Well, I mean, I think that was explained, uh, you know, almost in, in 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 if you watch any news during the election. Um, so obviously, uh, every state broken down by population gets so many uh, so many votes or so many electoral college votes uh, based on that state. Uh, they break it up again by population, and this is really what it is: is so that one region or some small area doesn't end up controlling a vote. Um, so, for instance, uh, California has 55 electoral college votes. Um, 270 is the number to win. Uh, so the popular vote only really matters in your state. And then your state, uh, that determines your state's vote uh, towards the electoral college. Um, so, like I said, uh, without, without getting too deep, I mean, Donald Trump obviously won that. Um, that's facts. Uh, Hillary, again, is going to win the popular vote, and this isn't the first time it's happened. Uh, I think this is the third. I know I, I'm pretty sure Gore won the popular vote against Bush. I mean, I think there's a couple other times in U.S. history where where the president uh, did not win the popular vote. So, again, this is the system uh, that we have. Uh, we know what it was. Uh, you see, Hillary didn't even complain because this is the system that we have. Both of the of the nominees went in understanding the system. Uh, the popular vote does not elect presidents. The electoral college does. You know, so I, you know, there's no there's no need in, in necessarily crying over that spilt milk because we understood that prior to this election. So that's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily get the reason for protesting when your protest is not going to uh, bring the outcome it's that not you desire. Change they're, they're, yeah. Right. They're, nobody's going to say, "Hey, these people are protesting." So you know what? We're not going to make Donald Trump president. That's not going to happen. We all know that. So really, yeah. you're not protesting. You're just tearing up shit. You're throwing a t- temper tantrum. Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. There's no there's no participation trophy in the presidential race. You either win or you lose. Okay. Thank you for playing. Right. But uh, Trump, you the president now. Everybody, you know, it's freaking out. Oh my God, Trump president, and the world's. Go- I mean, America's going to go to hell. How about we just you know, the same people that are saying that now, people were saying that eight years ago. And, hey, I think it worked out worked out okay. And then people that were throwing a history fit back then, they're probably looking back for the past eight years and like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. You know, we, we, we made it. We ain't had no choice. We got to make it. It don't matter who's in that office. People think that the president has all this power. He does not have as much power as people think that he has. So just get him out of the I mean, he could come in there, and I give it. 
an analogy about sports. How many times have you really wanted your team to draft this certain player, but they drafted somebody else, and now you was pissed? But that player was actually pretty good, and it helped you out a little bit. You never, you never know. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, happened. The man ain't even in the White House yet. You know what I'm saying? Just get a man a chance. Now, after a while goes by and he ain't, you know, producing or whatever, then I'm sure there's steps that the people can take to voice their opinion. But blowing up people's businesses and turning over cars and right, burning the flag, come on now. You know, them same people that are doing that, if Hillary would have won and the Trump supporters are burning flags, they would look at him like, oh, you piece of shit, blase, blase, blase. Chill out. Chill out. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah, Let's, I mean, I think it's a point. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of protesting, speaking of protesting, what did you think about your boy Kaepernick not voting? And, uh, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I understand, and I, I'll tell you uh, without really getting into who I necessarily was uh, was uh, supporting. I I know that he was was had concern with both nominees. You know, obviously everybody has the right to vote. Everybody has the right not to vote. I mean, he, he exercised his right not to vote. That's his choice. He's a grown man. He can do that if he wants to. Yeah, but when you take that stand to say I am protesting the the improprieties or the you know the the I don't know the right word for it, but the the messed up. You using big words, improprieties. Man, well, you know, I learned a little bit. You know, I went to one of the greatest high schools in America. You know, but uh, <laughs> all, all the things that he was, you know, protesting about, there were some things on that ballot that, you know, his voice could be heard. Because you sitting, excuse me, you sitting down on the sideline during the football game, yeah, it brought some conversation about it. But tell me right now, who did, who did he sit out against? What game was, it, was, it, was he sitting out against? It seems like that shit happened yeah, last year. I, I, it seems like nobody even remembers what he did. But you had a chance right there to vote, to change some of the things, to change some of the leaders in the community that you reside in. Like, hey, I don't like this uh, politician, this politician. They stand for this. You could have did something. So now when you sit down there, people looking at you like, oh, you ain't even, you know, you ain't even voting. So you're just sitting there because I don't like something. So I'm just going, come on. That don't, I mean, that that that's just. It don't go together. You're going to sit out and protest for something big and political, but then when it comes time to vote, you don't vote? Come on, man. Yeah, I, I, let that? me say, I was a... Nobody's going to change a law because you're sitting on the sideline. Oh, man, them, them NFL guys, they're sitting down. I guess we better... No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Now, I can't you know, knock the man because it was a peaceful... Pro- go ahead, man. I can't... I can't knock the man because uh, it was a peaceful protest. And more than anything, it brought about a lot of conversation. Um, now, maybe there were no laws that changed. Maybe uh, nothing substantial as of yet has happened, but it did bring forth the conversation to everybody. Uh, whether you agreed with it, whether you didn't agree with it, uh, you were at least conversating about, first of all, somebody's civil rights, somebody's, uh, you know, he has the right to. Or the national anthem. That's that's his right. Um, so it, it brought forth that, and then it brought forth, you know, his bigger point was the way minorities were being treated. Now we can say, or we can get into uh, how the media kind of plays a part in that. 
um, and, that, and that's probably a conversation for a whole other time. But at the time that this started, at the start of the NFL season this year, there were a lot of uh, media attention being given to cases where it looked like, and again, mind you, I wasn't there, and I'm not going to play jury without knowing all the facts or, or any of that, but it at least looked like uh, there were cases where police were uh, abusing force or, or, or using too much force. But listen, you, 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 and, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. I'll say it. It didn't look like it. The shit was on film. The shit was on film. It's not, it, it don't look like it. it. It is what it is. They had that shit on film. Yeah, so – yeah, so, I mean, and again, I just don't want to play jury in a case where I don't know all, all the situation and what happened. But it looked like there were, there were some overuse of power, especially toward minorities, um, from, from white cops to minorities. And the man wanted to take a stance. He was, he was uh, concerned and wanted to take a stance. And if anything, it brought forth the conversation. Now, I do agree with your point. That yes, there were probably even if he wasn't necessarily uh, convinced between our two presidential nominees, there were probably other things on that ballot uh, that that probably could have brought some forth some sort of social change. There were probably some other uh, lower level, at least lower than the presidential election uh, elections going on. And uh, if he had really done some research uh, locally or within the state or wherever, and I don't know if he's a California resident or Nevada. I know he went to or went to college in Nevada. I don't know where he's a resident of, but there were probably some things or some people that he could have voted for that could have brought forth some social change. So, yeah, a little, could have sparked I, the I'll change. say a little disappointed, but that's his right. Yeah, that, that, that's his right. But now it's like, okay, you know, like, you know, you have people behind you, like, okay, yeah, we support this protest. But then when you don't vote, you kind of letting them people, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you leading the charge, but then when it's time to vote, you just back up like, nah, I ain't voting no. Y'all do what y'all want to do. Like, hold on, man, we we rallying behind you. We we all for it. You know, let's let's make changes. But then you don't vote. Don't no changes come because you just sitting down taking a knee during the national anthem. Okay, I guess the movement's over. The movement lost its momentum. You, know, you could have voted, like I said, like you said, there was other things besides the president. Okay, you didn't agree with neither one of the candidates. Right, that's all. That's fine and dandy. But in your local state, there's probably had a bunch of other things that you could have voted on that could have helped spark the change that you was protesting for. And speaking of, you know, yeah, not, uh-huh. the, the whole cop shooting, you know, minorities and stuff, what is your stance on the whole Black Lives Movement uh, affair that's going on? You being a black man, of course. Maybe I couldn't hear you. You're breaking up a little bit. What is your stance on the whole Black Lives Movement coming from a, a black man's perspective? Um, so I think the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, it, I mean, it's tough. I I would hope that would be an assumed thing, but, you know, obviously, and, and again, just kind of if you just paid attention to what's going on in, in the news and in the media, uh, it, it may not be. There's reason to believe that there are people out there, and let's let's just be honest with each other. Uh, we both know that racism exists in this country. That's a fact. Uh, so the question is, are are black people getting the same chance as everybody else? Um, and again, when you see some of these cases and some of these dealings with authority, police, or whatever the case may be, 
Um, you know, it could lead you to believe that there's an epidemic in this country uh, with the overabuse of power specifically dir- uh, directed at black people. So when you kind of see that, uh, yeah, you, you kind of ask yourself, hey, does my life matter? Um, so, again, I'm not going to say I've agreed with all of their rhetoric or all of their, excuse me, all of their their uh, tactics, um, and, and maybe some of that's being contributed to them that's not necessarily a Black Lives Matter sanction uh, movement or event. But uh, I, I won't say I agree with all of their tactics, but I agree with their overall purpose, which is just, hey, we want to be treated fairly. It's actually why I get a little bit upset when I hear, like, the all lives matter versus black lives matter because it's really – you're kind of saying the same thing. If I say black lives matter and you say all lives matter, well, then all you're saying, yeah, I'm not saying that all lives don't matter, but in that you're saying black lives matter. So, okay, let's, let's deal with the issue uh, – which was, which was really put on the forefront with some of these issues that we had uh, this year period. And like I said, the, the abuse of power, or at least the perceived abuse of power uh, with, with people in authority positions. So, hey, did you see that, did you see that little, Lil Wayne interview? Uh, I caught I bits and pieces of it, man. I really don't be on social media and, you know, things like that. And, you know, because I don't believe half the stuff that's on the Internet anyway. You know what I mean? But you know, that seems to be, you know, a big talk right now. Of, uh, he had, I, I don't want to misquote him, but, I mean, did you watch it? I mean, you might have seen more of it than I did. So what, what was the whole gist of it? Yeah, yeah so he pretty much said uh, he doesn't see racism. Um, he's a young, black, rich man. Uh, his life matters, especially to his, uh, to his bitches. Um, he's not connected to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, now, again, he has, he has since, and I, I just want to give him uh, due credit for this, he has since uh, uh, apologized, said, uh, and I'll tell you, I didn't watch the, the interview in its entirety, but he said that the interviewer, uh, the person giving the interview had asked some questions and got personal and some things about his family and his daughter that kind of upset him. They kind of sparked this, but well, yeah, he mean, said some really, how, some, some really dicey stuff. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that excuse. You know, why do you say I, that? I don't, I don't, I don't. I, it's like I, I just don't buy. Oh. Somebody had asked me something, so I got angry, so I went off on this tirade about something completely different. You're asking me about my daughter and personal stuff. I can I can stop you right there and say, no, we're not going to talk about this. I don't need to jump into, you know, black lives don't matter, Bill. I mean, I don't see how that goes hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? And if he wouldn't have got such a backlash from, I guess, the black community, would he have apologized? You know? Uh, not, I, I would say, I mean, you could tell that he was upset at something. Um, I don't know if it was the question. You know, again, I'm not in the man's mind. I've seen kind of his body language, and you could see he was a little upset at something. Um, but that tangent, you know, kind of, and, and, and kind of the, the contrary to it is he has actually spoken positively and for Black Lives Matter, both in his music and at, uh, at concerts uh, and, and in other interviews. So it's kind of confusing. Again, I don't, uh, I don't know what was going on with him. Um, and you know, I, 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 he probably explained that better than me. I'm not going to try to put words in the man's mouth. 
Uh, however, it came off uh, really bad. I mean, as a black man who now, made it, uh, who at least mm-hmm. I understand one part of his 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 rant. Okay, because it's like this: if you if someone was to come up and ask me, "Hey, man, do Black Lives Matter?" Right. Absolutely. A Mexican athlete, Mexican lives matter? Absolutely. So, but I'm going to tell you what's more important than all that. My life. My life matters more than anybody else's life to me. I got to look out for me and mine before I look out for you and yours. Now, my my two kids, 19 and 13, are of a mixed race. So, yeah, black lives matter, white lives matter. All, all that stuff matters, but to me, the most important thing is Sean's life. I cannot. Oh, well, hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I don't, now I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying because what you just said is, and, and we started the show saying you're a white man, and uh, and you said uh, that your life matters, and not saying, but black lives being at the at the you know behind that, but you just said you have, you have a mixed son, um, so imagine your mixed son involved in one of these altercations with cops at least perceived from what we can see based on his race being treated, you know, in a harsher way than maybe somebody else of a different race or a different sex but or whatever thing, else would be thing, treated. The thing is, the thing is, I don't say that's my black son. I say that's my son, no matter what race. His life matters, well, regardless of whether he's black well, or white or man. Well, whether you say it or not, he is still mixed. And, you know, obviously I've seen your son, I know uh, your son, um, so you, you can tell it's, it's obvious that he's mixed, and most people, you know, he's, he's obviously of a, of a fairer complexion. Most people would, you know, at least put him in the black category. Right. So and I'm not – listen, I'm not some, saying uh-huh. black lives don't matter or Mexican lives or whatever. I'm, I'm saying – and I don't want to sound like I'm saying all lives matter, but what I'm saying is black lives matter, Mexican lives matter. Every life matters, regardless of race, color, creed. Your life matters. But my life is more important than your life. To me, to only to me, as it should be to each and individual person. Your life, your life should matter more than Joe Blow's down the street life when it comes to you and yours. Take care of your family. You should make sure your life matters the most to you. That, that's well, all what I'm saying. getting at, though, is... No, I'm with you, but what I'm getting at is when we're talking about and, – and again, obviously, black lives matter is all-encompassing. We're talking about anybody black, and I'm not saying that, you know, Willie out in, I don't, uh, in Compton, uh, you know, that I'm as concerned with his life as I am mine, but I am concerned with the perception of how, how black people are being treated, you know, categorically uh, across the board – you know, in terms of, and you know, specifically for you too, in terms of how my son is going to be treated, how your son is going to be treated. Um, so yeah, it is a broad brush, but I think that you know, for me to say, ah, well, that doesn't matter. My life matters, which is really, you know, that's that's almost a direct quote from little from little Wayne. Um, he put a little something extra on the end of that, but that's almost a direct quote from Lil Wayne. Um, I think I think that's kind of missing the point a little bit uh, because again he he has he has kids um, you have kids I have kids so yeah it has to be even if I'm saying hey Joe 
down the street who's also black that I've never met, you know, maybe I'm not as concerned uh, as as much. Obviously, I'm concerned with his his life is just a general human being and and, and being a, a a another human on this earth, but. I'm concerned with how he gets treated because that may have direct relation to how I'm treated, how my son's treated, and how your son's treated. I, I, absolutely. I, I, I'm behind you 100%. But I, I cannot focus on that stuff when I have to deal with my own situations right here as far as to somebody down the street. Now, you're talking about people as in general? Yes, I'm, I'm worried about if white cops are just going around targeting black people and shooting them dead because, like, I have mixed kids. So if my son's out there driving, coming home from work or going to the grocery store, I don't know what's going on. I, you know, I'm not, you know I, I can't be there 24-7. And who's to say even if I'm there, the white cop look at me like, oh, you're a race traitor or this or that, this and that. What are you doing with this right. mixed son? Like, you know, that could be a problem too. But, you know. Well, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Lil Wayne is, you know, so he's not, and I'm not knocking you, you're, 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 but he has a little bit more of a public figure. Uh, you know, obviously people know Lil Wayne. Obviously he sat down to do a nationally televised interview. Uh, so he has a voice that's heard. Um, so I think it's a little different when you say that versus when Lil Wayne, a public figure, who, let's be honest, right. whether we and say I, it's right I, or wrong, there are people I that idolize. I don't, I don't get why these news stations and, you know, ask entertainers and rappers <clears throat> to speak for the masses. Like, Lil Wayne is not the voice of the black people. He is the voice of well, Lil Wayne. Uh, but, That's how he's, but I'm asking, this, do, you believe as a, do you believe as a celebrity he has some obligation to the people as a role model? Well, first of all, Lil Wayne should not be your role model. He really shouldn't. Well, he, he shouldn't be, but there are people that idolize Lil Wayne. That's just a fact. There are people who – there's people who idolize Marilyn Manson, but that don't make it right. He's just a rapper, well, okay. a entertainer, a singer, whatever you want to call him, who – let's be honest. He doesn't rap about going to church and spending time with your family. I mean, let's just keep it real. What he raps about is not something that you would want – your son or daughter playing in the car while they riding with you, true or false? Yeah, I agree. Right. So to sit there and say, let's ask Lil Wayne. Like, you you really thought that you was going to get, you know, and I don't know the man's intelligence level, but did you really think you was going to get a political answer? I mean, you've seen some of his other interviews. It's not like he's up there giving a damn, you know, valedictorian speech at Harvard. You know, he's telling, listen, I'm full of drugs right now. I'm going to die when I'm going. Like, do you really? And that's the role model you want for your kids? No. So maybe we as well, parents need to be like, you know, nah, we're not, we not doing that in this house. Well, we got to so put him on stand there. What uh, did you think he was going to say? I mean, what well, did you think I, he was going to say? Have... But, but I, you, you mentioned parents and parents. Uh, influencing who kids' role models are. I, I think we got to also understand that there's a lot of outside influences for a kid. Um, I mean, you mentioned you got teenagers. Um, you know, I got teenagers. Um, you know, they go to school. They have friends. Right. They're going to listen to stuff that maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we don't approve of necessarily in our house. So they may idolize people that we wouldn't necessarily allow them to, but their young mind 
They still see it. They still hear it. They still like it. Their friends like it. And, oh, I want to be like Lil Wayne. So I, I, think, I think it's a little rough to say parents control your kids idolizing Lil Wayne because you only have so your, – your level of influence is only so much. If your kid like uh, Lil Wayne, yeah, okay, they may not listen to your house, but – I had the same conversation so that's, last night with my 13-year-old daughter. I had the same – you know, I, I cannot be there. 24/7. I can't. And I know you probably right. hear this stuff at school and, you know, all your friends are listening to it, but, you know, hopefully, you know, you're wise enough and smart enough to know that this is just entertainment. This is just music. This is not, you know, how you should be trying to live your life and, you know, act this certain way. You know, because at 13, I told her, you know, you're a sponge. You're very, uh, for lack of better terms, very gullible. You know what I mean? You you know, people think that, oh, man, he really is doing all this stuff. and It's not. It's just entertainment. You know, and hopefully when they, you know, grow up, they realize that, oh, all that stuff was just fake. It was just like entertainment. But ask, asking Lil Wayne his thoughts on something, I mean, you're, you're waiting for some controversy to happen. You're, you're, that's what you're, you're kind of hoping that happens. I mean, because he's not even a hot rapper right now. When's the last time he did anything? Well, I think I think the point, and, and let me say, and this could be a misquote. I think he wrote a book, or he's writing a book, and I think the point of the interview initially was uh, was him him kind of promoting his book. I don't know what the book's about, and like I said, I may even be speaking about uh, him writing a book. But I think the point of the interview was him promoting his book, and, and again, I think that's part of. What his frustration was is that this this uh, this interview went down this rabbit hole that he wasn't necessarily I don't want to say prepared because again you're just being asked questions but it, it wasn't with the point of the interview. So let 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 let's get off that for a second. All right, and so we we talking about entertainment. You know, has, uh, did you see the uh, the list of stuff that old boy was asking Mary J. Blige for in the divorce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I actually, I got it up here. I'm going to quickly read this. Just And this is just a small part of the list. Um, it, it's it's really crazy. He's looking to get $129,000 in spousal support a month. Um, it, it break down, now this isn't, I don't believe this is all-encompassing, but just a couple, a couple things. He's asking $5,000 in child support for two children he had that were not with Mary J., uh, he has $7,000 in rent. I don't know where he's renting at. Uh, $1,000 in allowance for new clothes, 8000 for a personal chef, 3200 for a tr- personal trainer, $5,000 uh, that he gives his parents, $21,000 for charity, $71,000. Okay, right, you, you, you ain't got to tell me no more. You ain't got to tell me no more. Everything yeah, you it, just named right there, everything that you just listed right there, if I'm the judge, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. It's not happening. You want you want me to order this woman to give you five grand a month to give to your parents? No. Well, or you this want is a thing. Thing? Now, this is, no. You now, I'm not going to say I agree, but go ahead. I'm listening to you. I'm not going. I'm not going to say I agree, but a play devil's advocate. Uh, there are a lot of women who have who have gotten this uh, this type of deal. Is it should it be any different? I mean, there are a lot of if you look at look at Tiger Woods' ex-wife, she got what 150 million dollars 
Look at, um, and I'm sure, uh, look at what Jordan had to pay his ex-wife. Look, I mean, there's a lot of people that didn't necessarily contribute to the person's success uh, in terms of what they did. Well, uh, they got got way more. I'm I'm not all super sensitive and stuff, but I will say this. Just based on those two examples you gave me, uh, Jordan's wife was with him when he was not, you know, known as Jordan. You know, he was not that dude yet when he was married to Juanita. He wasn't making all that money yet. So when you get married to somebody and have kids with them and you're at home raising them, that's, you know, that's, that's me being home with these kids is allowing you to go out and do those things to, that you're doing. Same thing. With now, do okay, I agree that, with the amount? Hell, hell no, I do not agree with the amount. But if it's me, right, let's say I married Mary J. Blige, right? We were together for 10 years, right? So obviously... If I'm not no entertainer or, you know, loaded down rich, then I don't have Mary J. Blige money. And I'm sure she knows this. I'm sure she knew my financial situation before she decided to say I do. Right? So let's say I did have a job and say I was making 50 grand a year. If I'm Mary J.'s husband, she's, you know, probably going to say, babe, you ain't got to work no more. And before I quit my job, I'm going to let her know that, hey, you are telling me to quit this job. Like, my only source of income right now is this job. If we are married together, then it's basically you telling me, hey, I got you. All right, you got me. You well, got hold, on, got hold on a second. Hold on a second. So this case is a little different because the guy, and I, 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 don't, I know his name is Kendu, Kendu Isaacs. Uh, he was Mary J. Blige's manager. So as part of this divorce, she also fired him as her manager. So does that give a little bit more credence? Uh, so this is the divorce slash severance deal. Okay, well, you're not getting child support for your kids that <laughs> they're not mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, these ain't my kids. I didn't adopt these kids. They're not mine. I'm not paying you money to give to your ex. How do I know y'all? No, how do I know y'all ain't getting back together and I'm just paying you to have kids? It's not happening. Personal well, trainer? Now, let me ask you a question question as a man. If you happen to marry somebody, if you happen to marry somebody who had a little bit more money than you, and y'all got to be as a a man, could could you you ask for, would you ask for, let's say, let's say you married a, a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Some little millionaire, for whatever reason, uh, married you. Uh, and y'all got divorced. Uh, now no kids or whatever, but you know you lived in the mansion. I, I, you I, I quit your job just you like know. you said. Yeah. Uh, first of all, if I'm married, uh, we're not getting a divorce. I'm gonna make that shit work. And second of all, if it so <laughs> happened that we did get divorced, if we did get married, I I cannot be I can't be no Stedman, no Farnsworth Bentley type ass dude to just sit at the house and bake cupcakes and shit. I have to work. I have to do something. I have to contribute. Besides giving her this great body I have every night, I got to do something. You know what I mean? I got, I can't, I can't be that bum on the couch. Hey, baby, how was your day? Because after a while, I'm sure that shit gets tiring when you know my chicks coming in, so feet so back, and I'm sitting there, woo, boy. Every day feel like Friday around here. You ain't got no job, of course it feel like Friday. So I, I would have to work. I got, I got to go to work. So, but you're not gonna make as up, much as. No, we're not. I'm, I'm. We're not. I'm not nearly gonna make as much as a millionaire, you know, working my regular job. Right. But I cannot 
me as a man, it's just embedded in my DNA that you're a man. You got two legs. Get your ass up and do something. Work. Dinner should be ready. The car needs an oil change. All that shit would be taken care of. Ain't none of that, ah, I got a busy day today. You ain't got no job, man. Ain't no reason for this shit not to be done. Do something. Right. You got to do something. Get you a job. Hey, ask her but, that she, but, you know, whatever kind of field she's in, do you need you, you need my help for anything? I can't. I can't just sit at home and do nothing. I can't. You know, if we got okay, if we but the bigger point. Go ahead. But the, the bigger point is, could you then? Okay, you did all that. We and we understand. You, you you're out there working or you're helping out with her career, or whatever. But in the divorce, would you ask for spousal support? I, I still have my same regular job I had when we got married. Yes. Is, is that no? Then probably not. I, you know, I, hey, I'll be all right. I, I hey, no hard feelings. I, I, hey, I'll continue on working. Just give me a, you know, give me a couple of weeks to, you know, find somewhere to stay, and I'll, I'll be on my way. We we'll sign whatever papers we need to sign, you know, whatever, whatever. But, <laughs> and this is a big but, if she tells me to quit my job. And just, you know, deal with the kids or, you know, whatever whatever it is. But, like, as far as, no, you do not have to go clock in and have a boss and, you know, take a 30-minute lunch break and go back to work. If I have, if I don't have a job like that, then if you're sitting here racking up millions and millions and millions and I'm just like, hey, baby, I really like those shoes and she buys them for me type deal, then if she tells me we're getting divorced, get the fuck out, where am I supposed to go? Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like... So in that situation, We've been ten years, so in that situation, you would, huh? So in that situation, you would ask for spousal support. Yeah, it wouldn't be spousal support. It'd be like, hey, you know, once you help me find a place, you know, let me get a little something to get on my feet because you know, for the past ten years, I've I haven't worked. I have not. You told me not to work because you know, till death do us part. We was gonna be together forever, like every couple says at the altar. But you know. <laughs> If nothing lasts forever, we'll make love the exception. So, but you know, regardless, if I have no job and you are taking care of me per se financially, then if you tell me, you know, it's over, we're getting a divorce, am I just supposed to go outside with a stick and a, a rag full of my drawers? What am I supposed to do here? Yeah, if, if I, if I was that. money to the side, you would get pissed off that I was looking out for myself. So, you know, if I'm if I'm right. in it with you, I'm in it with you. I'm not stashing money. Hey, we're gonna make it work. Tell me it ain't working. I'm just supposed to be on the street. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm gonna need something. I don't need it every month. But like, if Mary J. Blige worth a hundred million. Tell you what, sweetie, we've been married ten years. Won't you just shoot me like a cool five hundred thousand, and I'll get on my feet or something? You know, let me find somewhere to stay. Let me, you know, get a job, get back on my life. And you just, cause it would be fucked up if I had did it to her. Bitch, get the stepping. Go right. get. And she's just out there no, I agree. with nothing. You know, with me, like yeah, me being work. a man, I am. I got to, I got to, I got to work. I can't, I can't sit at home. I'd be too bored. Hey, and then, then, you know, hey, I will so get a divorce. So quickly, uh, and this is just off this topic and not necessarily something planned, but I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen Dwayne Wade's uh, wife, uh, you know, out like like out in the street or whatever, saying, uh, and I think he has his kids. And I, but I think at some point in time he was still providing for her, and now he's saying she's homeless and everything. And I think also the same thing happened with Nas's first wife, um, and I think their their daughter is now an adult. 
So he had to stop paying child support, and now she's saying she's homeless. Uh, so let me ask you this. If, if you were providing child support or whatever to your baby mother, um, and for whatever reason, that was due to stop, but that was the money that she was living off of, do you feel like you would have some obligation to continue to provide to, to help her survive, especially as one of these celebrities? Even if I'm a celebrity or not, if I'm just regular Joe Blow, like I am, if I had got a woman pregnant and we were together and then we got separated, and say we got separated and the baby was three years old and I'm paying child support for 15 years. Okay, so I hope that you're not dependent on these 15 years for the rest of your life because at one point, by law, it will be ordained to stop. But you've had 15 years or however many years you've had to get on your feet. If I was the sole provider, then all right, then the judge is going to order the decrees for me to pay whatever it is I have to pay. But when that stops, that stops. Now, me being a decent human being, if I see that, you know, the, the mother of my child, now even if the child is adult, if I see the mother of my children sleeping at the bus stop, I feel like, hey, man, you know, what's up? What, what can we do to get you on your feet? But if you're taking this right. money and doing else with it, then you know what? I got to wash my hands with you because, you know, I got a saying that when you feel sorry for people, in the long run, you end up feeling sorry for yourself. I cannot do for you if you don't want to help do for yourself. Now, so this actually, I'm going to tie this into something else. Um, and it's probably a discussion we've had a couple times, you know, privately, uh, but about abortion. Now, we all know, and, and just kind of legally, we'll go over legalities. Obviously, women have the right to have an abortion right now as it stands in the United States. Uh, but they can have that abortion without necessarily consulting the father. That means the father has no ability to stop that abortion. Do you think that if a father can prove, and I'm going to now flip it, uh, well, first, let, let, me take it, let me take it here. Do you think that if a father can prove that he wanted and was willing to provide for his child that he helped create, that he should be able to sue the mother, uh, you know, for, I don't, I don't know to call it, long, wrongful termination or whatever, say, hey, I wanted my child, uh, I, you know, I can prove that I communicated that to her, and she still went through with the abortion? The abortion? Yeah, I, I I believe that you know in in, in take 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 it a step further, okay. If I get a mm-hmm. chick pregnant, or, or before 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 the pregnancy even happens, if I have established with her like, hey, I don't want no kids, I'm not taking care of no kids, you know, God just I don't have time for that in my life, whatever the reason is, and she's cool with it. But something happens and she gets pregnant. Now I have stated to her, I do not want nothing to do with children. This that this and the third, you know, that ain't that ain't for me right now. But she has the baby anyway, right? And now I'm uh-huh. obligated financially to support this child. All right, cool. I mean, I, I don't have a choice. I got to do what I got to do. But if you have that child and you didn't want it, you can just terminate it, even though I want this child. I, yeah, I said, you have it, give it to me. She can hit me with the my body, my choice. Well, I'll tell you what. My wallet, my choice. I don't want this kid. And you knew that from Jump Street then why do I have to pay child support? But if so, you want to so have an abortion, there's nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. You can just go, I, I, well, no more baby. I got that thing. And I'm sitting here like, yo, what do you mean ain't no more baby? That, that was my son, you, or my daughter, you. You know what? Oh, it's my life, my choice, my body, whatever. Like, is that really fair? Is that really fair? 
I, I don't I don't think so. Will that law yeah, ever change? I, probably not, unless the politicians well, hey. listen. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, I, I'll tell you, I agree. Um, yeah, there is con- some concern about uh, the fact that, yeah, like you said, if I could prove, and I, I believe this should be a law, if I can prove that I was either willing to pay for, and, and, and I only mean this in direct parallel to the law that's already created, because I'll tell you personally, I don't believe in abortions. Uh, but again, that's personal. Um, I don't create law. Um but if I could prove that uh, I communicated to you prior to that, one, I would financially provide for uh, the abortion or whatever the case may be, I do not want this child and I do not want to finance it. If you can financially obligate me by having a, by, uh, or excuse me, if you can terminate a, a pregnancy that I want, then, then my question would be where are the protection for the man? If I could prove that I didn't, I want to abort myself from this situation, kind of. Then, hey, that should be the right of the man. Like you I said, agree. I think we're gonna start a. a most, yeah, I think we're gonna start no a movement. movement. My, no woman is going to agree with us, but you know that. I mean, that's well, that's I mean, part of the podcast. Of, that's kind of black and white, right there. There's no gray area. If you can abort it, then I am going to abort my wallet. There's no more wallet. I got rid of yep. it, so I don't know what you're going to do. Good, good luck to you, but uh, let me know how that works out for you. But, you know, I, I, I say that now. You know, people, people say that, but I'm going to tell you the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life is when my kids was born. Like, that was, you know, my first one, I was young. I was 16. I didn't really know what to feel. You know, I was just like, okay, I got a baby. But my daughter, mm-hmm. I was a little older, and when I tell you, I cried like a bitch in that delivery room. I mean, not the little <laughs> fake crocodile tears. I mean, pure, my granny just died, boo-hoo crying. Just and it on Oh, you were kid. Oh, it was snot bubbles. It was just boo-hoo crying. You know, <laughs> I advise any man that, you know, has a baby on the way from home, be there. Be in that delivery room. And all the bitch going to come all up out. I don't give a how, how many tattoos you got, how hard you think it is. All the bitch going to come up out you that day. Because it did for me. Oh, my God. Crying. Boo-hoo. Hugging people. I didn't even know. Oh, it's my baby girl. <laughs> crying. crying like a big nah, That's what's up, man. Like no, I agree. Uh, bringing, life into, bringing life into this world is a beautiful thing, man. Uh, it, it really is. It, it really let you see the the power of you know just you man this this thing here is now here because of you man and it even, is crazy yeah, even it, if you over- even you even if you and the mother are not on good terms just like you know that's you like that little child right there that's you you created that 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 is that is you like you know and it, I'm telling you birth is a, is, is a beautiful thing you know and I, when you're looking at it you're like I never put my face in that again ever. Give it a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, so man. Yeah, I, I think we had some hard hitting stuff, man. But you know, we man, what's going on in these sports, man? Uh, I know, I, I know, we got a lot going on. Uh, basketball season started. NFL is is about at the midway point. Um, man, ask you quickly, man. Your, your midway pick. Put it on air. Who you, who you got in the Super Bowl? And who you got winning it? 
Super Bowl, I got the Jaguars beating the Browns in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> All right. No, it, it, it's like right now, just eight games in, I mean, you would have to pick uh, New England right now. I mean, they seven and one. Brady looked like he got a little chip on his shoulder. He ain't, you know, he, he looked a little pissed off. I'd have to go as much I don't like New England. I, don't, I, I can't stand them. I would have to go New England. And in the NFC, man, the NFC kind of wide open, though. You know what I mean? It, be, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't think Atlanta could beat Seattle in a playoff game. I mean, they already went to Seattle and lost to them. I mean, Seattle's still tough. I ain't sold on the bike. I mean, the Cowboys, I hope they don't put Romo back in. Just let, just let the young kid do his thing. You know what I mean? Let him do his thing. Seven and one. So it would be between Seattle and Green and uh, Dallas for the NFC. But definitely right now, New England. I, uh, I think Oakland's a couple years away, maybe a year or two away from like really doing some damage. But they they are up and coming team, but not this year. I don't think you can go in the New England with that young team and beat and and beat Belichick in New England in in the snow because you know it's, it's always snowing up there. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna go with a repeat of the Super Bowl two years ago. I'm gonna go New England and Seattle. I think uh, so. They're five and two, and that's really been with uh, with Russell. Man, his, his you know he's just starting to get healthy. He had the ankle problem or whatever. Uh, you seen what you seen what uh, your boy Grisham, uh, Jimmy. I'm sorry, Jimmy Graham did this this past uh, weekend. He did his thing. Looked like he's starting to come into his own. Um, so, I, yeah, I got Seattle, and just like you said, now New England is, is playing out of their mind, especially since Tom Brady's been back. Um, yeah, it, it, they're, they're going to be tough to beat, especially with those two tight ends, with Gronk, with Bennett. Um, man, they're going to be very tough to beat. I can't see anybody beating them, especially if they have the best record and home, co- or home field advantage throughout the playoffs uh, with a bye. Yeah, I can't, I can't see nobody taking out New England. What about basketball? Yeah. Uh, what, what you, been, you, you, you seen uh, Golden State two losses? That, that surprised you? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, it ain't like they play an eleven game season. You know, they play eighty two games. I mean, they gonna lose. They they gonna lose. I mean, I, I, I'm not worried about Golden State right now after ten games and they got two losses. The same thing, you know. Everybody freaked out when the Heat got together and they was like nine and eight, and they was like, oh my god, it ain't gonna work. And then they went to four straight championships. So let's let's see where they at at the All Star break. You know, I mean, who knows about injuries and trades and whatever else they have. But right now, it's looking like a repeat of last year because the East is baby shit, soft. It's just super soft. If if Cleveland don't come out, of the wait a minute, the East is soft. Oh yeah, the East is soft, man. I mean, who you really worried about? Atlanta? You worried about New York? Nobody's worried about them teams. It's Cleveland. Cleveland is the team to beat. I mean, so. So you got New York now that that you have to say has some talent. Obviously, they got to put it together. Um, but I mean, one through five—that's a talented roster. When you go uh, Rose, when you got Carmelo, when you got uh, Porzingis, when you go Jackie Noah—I mean, that's that's a talented roster. Obviously, who, like who I said, knows? it's going to take some time. Who knows if Rose and Noah are going to make it through a whole season? And if it was really that good, Chicago wouldn't have just let them go. No, I mean, that's always a factor. Uh, injuries are a factor in any season. Um, I mean, obviously, you still got Toronto, like a good team. If, if nobody gets hurt, Cleveland is the favorite. 
They the favorite. They got two of the oh, top yeah. yeah, two of the top seven players in the league right now, Kyrie and LeBron. They 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 the, they the top dog in the East. They just, if nobody gets hurt and they don't make it to the finals, something something's wrong. Yeah, I mean, of course they're the, they're the favorites. I mean, they're, they're they're the defending champs. They should be the favorites. Every just about everybody came back. Obviously, they lost Deladova and Moskov, but both of those guys weren't really playing by the end of the season anyway. Uh, the concern for them is they don't have a backup point guard. Uh, losing Deladova and Mo Williams, they don't have a backup yeah, point guard. LeBron, um, LeBron can play. LeBron can play your backup point guard. Well, LeBron, LeBron probably is more of the starting point guard than the backup. Uh, but so, 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 how do you? So, based on kind of what you said, you got Golden State and Cleveland back in the finals. If if, if nobody gets hurt, like if if everybody stays healthy, I mean, you you would have to go. I mean, Golden State went last year, then added KD. You know, it's like, what well, damn. How do you guys? San Antonio got another year older. They like sixty five years old out there, man. Ah, but San Antonio. So one of them, one of them losses, San Antonio really did them boys in. I mean, that game was not close. Yeah, it was the first game of the season. You know, I mean, Cleveland just lost to Atlanta the other night. Are you worried about that in the seven game series? No, you're not. No, 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 but but let's. I mean, we're talking about a four-point loss for versus, and I think it was like a twenty, thirty-point loss. Uh, so that's a. And again, yeah, I mean, that's you, your problem. You have those. You have those kind of losses throughout the season, man. You you have. I mean, the Lakers just beat Golden State the other night. Does that mean? I mean, you think the Lakers are better than them now? It's eighty-two games. No, eighty-two games. All right. You know, uh, yeah, let me say, I, if I was a bet man, obviously. Yeah, if I was a bet man, I obviously have those two in the finals. Um, but we'll see, man. You know, we got a lot, a, a lot of weeks of show left. Uh, so you know, we'll obviously, obviously continue to keep keep track of it. All right. Well, you know, we 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 don't, we don't gave the people what they wanted for a little, almost an hour. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, be the first to thank you for uh, joining us on our first ever uh, podcast. We will be dropping one of these once a week with a. Uh, you know, different topics, you know, all oh, we got a we got a bunch of stuff that we could talk about. So, you know, thank you for tuning in and uh we will keep you updated on when the next one will drop sometime uh either this weekend or next week. So uh for my main man Calvin and this is Sean, uh we would like to thank you and uh y'all have a great day. Peace. All right, be easy y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless and good night.